0: Chapter 12, Beat the Bloat, Sodium and Water. Are you overwhelmed yet? (laughs) You should be. This shit is overwhelming. If it were easy, everyone would look like Jennifer Aniston, and there would be no million-dollar industry. There would be no need for Chapter 12 in this book, and you and I would both be doing something else right now. Instead, I have to educate you on hydration, and you have to keep reading about just another thing that needs to be modified in your life. But don't be sad. Water is amazing. Water is refreshing and revitalizing. Once you start drinking it regularly, you will crave it. You will see the benefits of hydration from your skin to your nails, to your mind clarity, and you will never want to give it up. I always wondered why it was so important to drink water when you're trying to lose weight. I mean, it makes zero sense. They say you should drink water and it will speed up your metabolism. They say it will flush your system and help you burn calories. They say if you drink water, you will lose weight faster. First of all, who the fuck is they? (laughs) Secondly, who does this all work for? Well, let me explain. Drinking water does help boost your metabolism. It cleanses your body of waste and it acts as an appetite suppressant. Also, drinking more water helps you by stopping retaining so much water. It helps you drop those extra pounds of water weight. Here's what you can do to help encourage weight loss. Before you eat, Drink some water. Because water is an appetite depressant, drinking it before meals can help you feel fuller, therefore, reducing the amount of food you eat. Drinking water just before one meal per day could cause you to ingest 27,000 calories less each year. Do the math you'd lose eight pounds a year just by drinking water. Now, imagine if you drank it before each meal. You can also replace calorie-filled drinks with water. Ditch the sodas and juice and replace them with water to help you lose weight. If you think water tastes boring, add a slice of lemon. A glass of water with lemon is the recipe for successful weight loss because the pectin in lemons helps reduce food cravings. This is true. If you think water doesn't really help with weight loss, give up those sugary drinks just for a few weeks and see the difference. Drink it ice cold. Drinking ice cold water helps boost your metabolism because your body has to work harder to warm it up. Therefore, burning more calories is helping you lose weight. Plus, ice cold water is just so much more refreshing than when it's room temperature. Drinking enough water. If you really want the water to help you lose weight, you should follow the eight by eight rule recommended by most nutritionists. Drink eight, eight ounces of water each day for weight loss to maintain an ideal weight. You need to drink more water if you exercise and sweat heavily or less water if you drink other beverages like herbal tea. Make sure they're decaffeinated. How do you know if you're getting enough water? A general rule is to check the toilet after you've gone to the bathroom. You'll know how well you're hydrated if your urine is clear or if it's light in color. The darker your urine, the more water you'll need to drink, especially if your goal is weight loss. Being dehydrated can mess with your mental, physical, and emotional health. Numerous studies show attention, memory, and mood can be damaged and physical distress such as headaches, constipation, and kidney problems can result. It's not hard. Just drink water. Drink the damn water. I have found that people who dislike water end up craving it after they've built it into the routines water is also the best way to combat bloat you know bloat the fantabulous condition that occurs after you've consumed a meal that's high in sodium and may cause water retention Fucking bloat <laughs> you could be having the best week one bad decision later and you are looking at a potbelly the size of a frickin' watermelon and hands the size of baseball mitts. One would think that if you are retaining water that you should stop drinking it until you've lost all the fluids that your body is holding on to. Wrong answer. Since our bodies like to fuck with us and make us crazy, this would be far too easy of a solution. Instead, it is just the opposite. In order for the body to release the fluid it is retaining, you would have to give it more fluid to get it to release all of this water. I have this mental image of Niagara Falls in my head. The water just builds up until it spills over and finally has to flush out. If you've ever experienced edema This is a fancy name for bloat. Once your body decides to release this water, you are in the bathroom every hour. You are a peeing machine. (laughs) It's the best. The puffiness goes away with each trip to the toilet. Your face, your hands, and your feet. I felt like I had one of these sumo wrestler Halloween costume suits on at 8 o'clock in the morning. And by noon, I had been back my normal self. Water. You may be wondering what causes this bloat. This is a very complex question, but I will keep it at the kindergarten level. Most likely the culprit? Sodium. That's right, people. If things weren't already hard enough, now you have to watch sodium. Sad, but true. You do have to add this to the mix. But it really is the least of your worries. If you can manage all this shit that I already threw at you, counting sodium milligrams is nothing. Why does eating foods high in salt make you bloated? Well, sodium imbalances potassium. Sodium is well absorbed by cells and brings water in with it. Thus, when you eat a large amount of sodium it can cause cells to temporarily retain water until the balance can be restored to cellular fluid levels. This is why you restrict your sodium intake. Water retention decreases. That's the sixth grade explanation. The kindergarten version is much more basic. Table salt is the most common cause of water retention. Excess sodium makes the body hold extra fluids in the cells. When you cut down the salt and high-sodium condiments, you quickly lose water weight. I have had clients see an 8-pound weight fluctuation from consuming one high-sodium meal. Although this does not mean they gained 8 pounds of fat, their bodies have indeed gained 8 pounds of fluid. The bad news is, that you can probably see this weight gain as it is retained and it is visible. The good news is, is that it can be lost very quickly as fast as in one day of drinking water by flushing it out. Most people would take a few days to drop eight pounds of water weight, but that number is very unusual. Typically, someone who eats off track might see a three pound weight gain. This could drop relatively fast. I've also had clients who've become completely derailed by this water gain. Instead of getting back on track and losing the water weight, they go right into self-sabotage mode and let the wrecking ball start destructing. Most foods that are not on your program might be higher in sodium than what you're used to eating. If you eat out, then you might as well just suck on a salt cube. Even the healthiest options at restaurants have sodium levels well over the 2,000 milligrams for one entree. Why is this? Well, unless you're at a farm-to-table restaurant, most places preserve their ingredients, causing the sodium levels to skyrocket. Once, my husband and I went out just for appetizers, since we were being calorie conscious. I looked up the menu at a well-known restaurant and planned my entire day around this treat. I had just lost my baby weight from baby number four and I finally squeezed my ass back into these black true religion jeans that I paid way too much for. No dinner, just appetizers. We had a sitter just for a short time and we were gonna go home and have this home cooked healthy meal that I had prepared. A waitress brought us the bread that we didn't eat we ordered our drinks, a wine for me, and a beer for him. The steamed mussels and crab legs with no butter were the lowest caloric thing on the menu. Lord knows I had spent all week researching which restaurants in town would have appetizers that would fit the criteria needed for my strict true religion standards. The appetizers arrived. Delicious. I sat there, and watched all the tables around me being served. I savored the small bites of my mini-meal as I witnessed thousands of calories being devoured at the tables around me. I felt empowered that I was having an enjoyable evening with my hot husband, eating my delicious treat and knowing that it wasn't going to derail me. An hour went on. I noticed my rings started feeling pretty tight. I figured it must've been the temperature of the restaurant and continued to eat my butterless crab meat. Suddenly I felt thirsty as well and patiently waited for our waitress to fill my water. My husband and I finished our appetizers, paid the bill. I drank more water and headed home. A victory. We went out a night without our little monsters and we stayed on track with our eating. The next morning, I woke up, and I felt like I had sandpaper in my mouth. (laughs) Don't laugh. I could have filed my nails with my tongue and sanded off the calluses off the roof of my mouth with what I had going on. My hands felt tight, and my face looked puffy. Dumbfounded, it didn't bother me because I knew I stayed on track the day before. I got up. I used the bathroom, brushed my teeth. Next on the list was the daily weigh-in. Excited to hop on the scale after a good eating day, I skipped on with confidence and grace. If there was a camera in the bathroom to capture my reaction, I would have definitely included an image of my face on this page. To best describe it, it was somewhere between Macaulay Culkin putting aftershave on his face in Home Alone and Michael Douglas after finding his pet rabbit cooking on the stove in Fatal Attraction. I had gained four pounds. Four freaking pounds! I should have known when I took off my jeans that night. I had imprints of the stitching down my leg. The gosh darn True Religion logo was sketched in my ass until the next morning. All $175 of it. I quickly jumped off the scale. I looked right in the mirror and said some choice things and then ran upstairs. I logged onto the interweb and looked up the nutritional information of the foods that had poisoned me. The calories were spot on. The sodium, not so much. How did I not notice this? The steamed mussels contained 2,116 milligrams for one serving. The appetizer had four servings. The crab legs were 3,792 milligrams for the one pound that we shared. The pound was only 387 calories. That is all I looked at. Little did I know that I had consumed close to 8,000 milligrams of sodium, which is close to four days' worth. No wonder I looked like the fucking Michelin man with high-end jean logo imprinted on my ass. Oh, if I didn't know better, I would have gone straight to the pancake mix and started mixing. That's right, kids. Mama's making pancakes for breakfast, and she's going to eat all the scraps that you monsters leave behind. Where's that damn wrecking ball? However, I knew better. I knew it was water. I knew it wasn't fat. I knew that if I drank water and stayed on my plan, my body would drop that retention, and I would be myself again. I also knew I would never, ever eat mussels and crab legs again. Not even if I was about to starve to death. F that. After a few days, my weight did come down and I avoided the self-sabotage. I learned from my mistake and now I always check the sodium content of all foods. It has been fascinating to learn how many healthy foods are very high in sodium. Americans eat an average of 3,400 milligrams of sodium each day. However, the Dietary Guidelines for Americans recommends limiting sodium intake to less than 2,300 milligrams a day. That's equal to about one teaspoon of salt. Individuals with blood pressure issues should get far less than that, so watch that sodium intake. Here are some foods that are highest in sodium and that should be avoided or eaten in moderation. Some of these foods may just surprise you. Foods high in sodium. Yeast breads, pizza, all lunch meat sandwiches, cold cuts and cured meats, burritos, and tacos, soups, always, unless homemade, all savory snacks, rotisserie chicken, all cheeses, including cottage cheese, pasta mixed dishes, mixed seasonings, bacon, hot dogs, and sausages, Mexican mixed dishes, tomato-based condiments, salad dressings, Poultry mixed dishes, sodas and soft drinks, ready-to-eat cereals, mashed potatoes and potato mixtures, fish and seafood, french fries, Chinese food, soy sauce, pickles and olives, and many, many more. So watch the labels. While this list is useful to know, it doesn't mean that you should avoid all of these foods. Instead, follow these five tips to help you select the foods that have the least amount of sodium. Remember, starting small can make a huge difference and always look them up before you eat them and definitely drink your water.